Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. First time we've seen them attack them and that's Brandon! Well that's what I wanted to see Robinson do! Hello and welcome to this preview edition of Red Side of Trent, where we've just about gotten over Saturday's events. I say just about, but and then we now look ahead to Sunday's fixture against Liverpool, where the Reds go to Anfield, a place they haven't won in about 40 years. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by John Gibbons from the Anfield Wrap. So thank you very much for joining, John. Uh, the last time I saw you in the flesh, uh, we took part in the Upload United versus the Wolves fancast game at Molyneux, in which we ran out 2-1 victors. And I just remember John coming on at half-time and Fagotan just spraying it like a hosepipe. From- <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I remember the boys went to you and just found feet on the flags every time. It was so good. But yeah, uh, many thanks for joining us. I trust you well. Yeah, really good. I mean, always happy to live a, relive a great victory as well. So thanks for bringing it up. Uh, we could do yeah, 20 minutes on that movie. if Adam wants. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, it was a good day. But yeah, no real pleasure to be on. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know, we've not actually spoken about it that much on our pod. Or how we sort of, I think it's because I gave a penalty away. I've not really mentioned it too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you didn't oh, mention that. that. You definitely didn't mention that. It was a real home decision, that though, I oh, tell no, you. Honestly. Honestly, if Liverpool get one of them on Sunday, I'll be made up, I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel better about it anyway. But first and foremost, um, it's been a pretty good start for Liverpool this season, albeit a sort of um, not indifferent one in the sense it's not it's not been your characteristic like okay, right, we've we've, we're laying down a gauntlet sort of thing. You've gone behind quite a lot and come back a lot to win games. Uh, How have you how do you feel the start so far this season, John? Yeah, generally really positive. Um, we, we obviously made a lot of changes in the summer that, that's been fairly well documented, a, a whole midfield out and in, which is quite unusual and I've never really sort of known before, uh, you know, at Liverpool or many other places. And so we expected there to be a few teething problems and a few, you know, times where we, we maybe didn't look as, as slick. And, and like you said before, like quite like, you know, we, we know that a Liverpool team can be. But considering, um, you know, all, all the changes and, and the fact that there are you know, so many new players in the middle of the park, 
you know, we we're really pleased with the, with the points total, with the with the spirit being shown, that the, the the togetherness that they, they seem to have, and there seems to be a, a real appetite amongst the squad to, to to build a new team and to build something kind of fresh and exciting together. So it's fun. I think a lot of the teams in the Premier League seem to be enjoying it this season, which which is as it should be, really, isn't it? And you know, it, it does feel like we're on a bit of an adventure. We don't know where it's going to take us. Uh, but last time it, it took us, you know, all the way to Champions of the World. So, you know, it feels like it's it's possible. You know, you never know. And so, yeah, it's exciting. It's good. And, and I think it's fair to say we're probably ahead of schedule in terms of where we expect it to be. It's quite a big transitional period, I'd say, John. Especially, like you said, mentioned midfield. I mean, you brought in Wataro Endo to replace Hendo. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, Graven Birch coming with a big reputation, though he didn't quite hit the heights at Bayern Munich by the looks of it. Was you a bit disappointed you didn't manage to get that holding midfielder like you was after pretty much for the whole summer? Because obviously, Moises Casido ended up going to Chelsea for what seemed to be a, a massive fee, in my opinion, a bit too too over the over the over the top for my liking. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a it, it was an extraordinary amount of money in the end, wasn't it? And fair play to Brighton, who were great sellers and, and got every you know ounce out of him that they could. I think if you'd have asked Liverpool fans at the at the, at the end of the window whether they were happy with what we'd done, I think most would say yes, sort of seven or eight out of ten. But I think um, the two that we were maybe felt like we might be short um, was um, maybe a defender light um, and then exactly what you've just said, Adam, which is the holding midfield. Uh, Endo's come in, he's not played a huge amount. He's, he's he, he, you know, I'd be shocked if he if he even gets on the pitch against you guys. He's much more likely to to play in the, in the Europa League game on, on Thursday night. Um, and then... And then yeah, so so he's he's one who Klopp sort of got in as as the one specialist, and then now isn't too sure about him. We're playing Alexis McAllister there at the moment, who is a good footballer and is doing okay. But in certain games, he is struggling a little bit with the fact that he isn't a natural in that position, and that's interestingly on and off the ball as well. Um, he's struggling a little bit. You know, there's the the, the great centre halves. Sorry, the great centre midfielders know where to take it off the centre halves and drop deep and pop it off, and they make it look so easy, don't you? You think you watch it, thinking I could do that until until you you don't have one, and then you sort of realise it isn't it isn't quite as easy. He's not quite got that sort of instinct, so he's making it a little bit harder for some of his defenders. And we saw that that the opening goal against Brighton, where he's you know it's not a great pass to him, but he just doesn't quite sort of anticipate it or come for it like a, like a maybe a Casado would have, and so so that's. You know, is is the sort of one thing the defensive issues so far have, have done okay because um, Joel Matip's playing really well and and we sort of written him off a little bit as you do sometimes and thought oh he's you know he's past his best and and he is you know his his, his better years are behind him but he's having a bit of a renaissance also Joe Gomez is having a really good season he was one we were starting to worry about in terms of would he you know is he you know, we've all seen players who've had one too, too many injuries and are never never quite sort of get it back, whereas he's having a good season as well. So defensively, um, they're, they're looking pretty good. And um, there's young like Quanta as well, who you might have seen little bits of, who's who's played really well. And, and I think the, the, the confidence in him that they showed in the summer with not getting another one in is being justified as well. So I get... Um, this is a sort of a long way of saying of the, of the two concerns that Liverpool had going into the season. Uh, the defensive side, you know, looks like we're, we're, we are going to be all right. Uh, but the defensive midfield, uh, certainly in certain games, there's still a bit of a question mark. I suppose that, like, 
yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. It does seem that as the impression that we get that like Liverpool generally seem okay, but a slight vulnerable. I suppose that's emphasised by the fact that you know, for in five games this season, Liverpool have actually gone behind. But I suppose the you know, the, the caveat of that is that out of those five games, you've claimed ten points. You've won three of those games and drawn the other. So, which is remarkable, and one of those being at Newcastle as well, which you know, no, you very few teams will have a good day at St James's Park this season. So. It, what is that more down to like the mentality that you think Klopp's got there, or is it just a case of it was something slightly different this season that maybe wasn't there last year? What do you think sort of explains that sort of um, resilience, if you like? Yeah, it's it's a good question, mate. I think one of the big things is just the attacking options that we've got, and um, unfortunately for you guys, I think we're going to have all five of the superstars available this weekend because Cody Gakpo's back now, and so when you can start. Um, for, for example, you know, Gakpo, Diaz and Salah, and then you can bring Nunes and Jota off the bench. It, it's just, it's a phenomenal range of options that, you know, we, we, we've never really had. So I mean, we've had some incredible forwards, but, you know, in terms of, you know, five, you can all, all make a really good argument to, to start and and not just at Liverpool, but at, at almost any club really is really nice. And so I think, you know, that firepower off the bench is is something that can, you know, change games really. And we saw that you mentioned the Newcastle game there. Christian Darwin Nunes scores comes off the bench. He he scores twice and, and we win the game. And that's something that not every football club is is, is fortunate to have really. And we've sort of front-loaded our, our squad a little bit. And maybe that's why we're conceding early as well, because that's where we've chosen to, to prioritise the spending. But... Listen, you'd rather win three one than one 0 because you just get to cheer more, don't you? And uh, and that's what we're do- we're doing at the moment. And so I think it's 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 it does you know there's there's probably other things you know you mentioned there the, the spirit and I think once you do it once as well you sort of believe it, don't you? You think and it can work both ways that um, you know if you if you throw a couple of leads away um, then you you know it is is in the back of the ma- your mind where uh, whereas you know if you come from behind. You know, you think, oh, we can do it now, and I'm sure we've had, we've all had ones watching our team where you don't come from behind for ages, and you go one 0 down, and you're like, oh, that's it, and 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 that probably goes on to the the, the pitch as well. Whereas now, we don't want to go one 0 down against you guys on, on on Sunday, but if we do, um, there, there won't be panic stations, and there'll be a belief that they, we can get back into the game as long as there's there's enough time to do so. I, I wouldn't panic about that, John. We're matches of our own downfall, as as you've seen at the weekend. Um, but ho- hopefully, we don't. We're not making that kind of mistake this week. I did want to ask you about Mo Salah because obviously he had the massive interest from the Saudi league, and you had a big, a big offer on the table for for you. from from a Liverpool fans' perspective. Um, how tempted would you have been to take that, and how glad are you are that he's he's staying because he's obviously playing tremendously well from a goal sport goal scoring perspective. I mean, I don't watch him week in, week out, but he's, he's obviously a very, very talented player. But could, do you think they'll they'll revisit that back in maybe January or in the summer? Yeah, I think they will, to be honest with you. I think the big thing with the, the Salah offer was just how late it came and it comes so late in the window and that it, you know, it's, 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 it's hard enough to get these deals done you know, when you've got all summer in terms of players in, I mean, and, and, you know, they're never as simple as what you want it to be. And I'm sure your fans are the same as ours, where you're like, just pay the money and get it done. But it's, but it's not as simple as that when you see these players. And I think the idea of, of there's only so many players in the world that can replace Mo Salah. And listen, you can do it in different ways, can't you? You can replace him with another superstar or you can, 
you know, get a player who's who's maybe the development player and then and then, you know, improved improve the squad elsewhere. And and Liverpool have done both in the past when we've sold big with with varying degrees of success. I mean, when we sold for Coutinho, we bought uh, Virgil van Dijk and Alisson Becker, and they're complete opposite ends of the pitch. But it went very well for us. Um, whereas we, if when we sold Luis Suarez, we we signed a bunch of players who you probably not heard of now because they didn't do anything um, apart from Ricky Lambert, who's who's now uh, lost completely lost his head on Twitter, um, <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> Where was I? Oh, so yeah. So, but but either way, we, there just so, there just wasn't enough time really. And I think Liverpool do like to plan, and they do like to. Uh, I mean, this summer was a, was a little bit, um, you know, here, there, and everywhere with a temporary sporting director. But I just, I think most people just felt like, you know, whether it had gone to a hundred or one hundred twenty or one hundred fifty million pounds, if you can't spend it, then it's just money in the bank, really, isn't it? And as fans, you'd rather see the. The, the, the money on the pitch and the talents on the pitch. So I think what'll be interesting for him is I from what I gather, sort of he was pretty keen on the move in the summer. Whereas now um he might be looking at it and thinking actually, you know, this team's looks ready to win again to me and and I, would I do I want to, you know, turn my back on that to to go to a league that, you know, isn't as renowned right now is obviously developing, but you know, we're seeing some of the some of the crowds and, and things and you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to go watch Mo, but I, I won't be surprised if he's having second thoughts. Then, if he's having second thoughts, then I think the club will be wise to to act on that quickly. He's only got one more year left after this summer, so it feels like next summer needs to be decision time for everyone, really, because you won't necessarily want him to go on a free when when some of the the, the, the transfer fees are being talked because it is a it is a club. You know, we are a wealthy club, Liverpool. You know, but. They are a club that likes to be self-sustained and, you know, sell at good times and reinvest and stuff like that. And that's how they've had success. And so, you know, I think I think it is it's it's a big summer. But the better the team can do on the pitch, I think the, the better for, for for everyone and the more chance it is to stay. Because I just think, although he's I think is he thirty one now or thirty two, uh, one of those. But he looks like one of those who will go to thirty six, thirty seven, just because he's in such good condition that I think. You know, the idea of oh, we don't give them a big contract when they're over thirty. I think I think doesn't really kind of necessarily uh, kind of count for for someone for someone like him. He looks like he's got Ronaldo years in him. No, I, I would agree about. I, I also thought that it obviously we, we've seen it now with how Salah's performing this season. I think he was he wasn't like his form and nosedived. Like I think there's a good chance in the money that Saudis were offering. In the summer, even with the year le- less in the contract, they're probably offering that again next summer purely because of how he's performing. So it kind of made sense, I suppose, in that aspect to keep him, especially being it so late in the window. But one play he did get done, which kind of went a little bit under the radar, was um, Dominic Shabozbali or Shoz was. Oh, I think it's Shabozbali. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with Honestly, I thought you nailed it the first time and then you doubted yourself. Um, he has been pretty tremendous and I know like we as fans are very quick to sort of over exaggerate people and I know the Stephen Gerrard comparisons are never that far away with any central midfield especially one wearing a number 8 shirt at Liverpool as well but he does seem he might be in a position to at least lace Gerrard's boots on how he's performed so far how do you think? I can't believe how good he is, mate. Honestly, it's like it's really taken us all by surprise because 
I hadn't seen much of him at all uh, next to Little. Uh, I think because he's um, because of the national team he plays for as well, he's not necessarily in, in UI. I don't watch huge amounts of German football. But even when we were, you know, we do what I'm sure you guys do is when you sign a player, you get, you know, people on who've seen him. And I spoke to a couple of German journalists and they were like, yeah, he's a really good player, but I'm not sure about the fee and stuff like that. And so we thought we were getting a bit of a, a rough diamond, really, who would take a little bit, who would show something, but take a little bit of time. And I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of rough, is what I'd say. And it, he's, 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 he's a phenomenal footballer. He's um, technically excellent, um, physically gets about the pitch so well. Uh, his shot is, is, is Gerard esque, you know, in terms of how well he can hit a ball. And he looks like one who, if he can stay focused and stay, humble and, and keep you know growing and learning who could be yeah we could he could he could be our best player uh, you know hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. He is, he is that good and, you know, he's, you know, he could, could go on to sort of be that really. And I'm, I'm, I'm so pleasantly surprised because, like I said, you know, from, from all I'd sort of seen and the fact that I didn't know too much about him, but what people had told me, I thought he'd be someone who, who grow, grew into the season and was, was maybe sort of, you know, be, be be pretty good this year, but but hopefully much better in the future. And and instead, you know, he's 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 a fantastic footballer who looks like he's got it all um, in terms of you know creativity as as well as as what he can do. You know, hitting the ball and, and off the ball as well. He's 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 putting everything in. He's he's a pressing monster, and so we're, we're we're delighted we got him. It's 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 just sometimes it happens, doesn't it? You get one in, and you and then and then a week later you're like, how do we get a free run at this guy? And and and, and he's been one of those. He's you know of all the positives this season, he's he's right at the top. I'm really looking forward to our midfield battle on uh, on Sunday. To be fair, John, there's a fair few athletic. Uh, midfielders in, in in that central area so I think that'll be a, a key one but we'll get on to that a bit more I, I did want to ask you about your result against Everton obviously it's ever it's always pleasing to get a result over your, your neighbours though I think you would have won without the controversial nature of what happened with Canate do, do you do, Everton kind of frustrated you a lot would you say um how how, how do you see that game as a as a fan yeah they did I think Although they'd have wanted to obviously stay on 11, I think once it went to 11, it sort of made a decision for them how they're going to play the rest of the game. And they defended very deep, and it is tricky. I mean, we played with 10 quite a lot this season and had mm. success. You know, I mentioned the Newcastle game, but it's not the only one. We went down to 10 quite early against Bournemouth and, and end up sort of, you know, winning from that position. And I think sometimes, you know, it is tricky for, 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 for the opposition. And we were on the other side of that, but... 
you know, we found a way eventually. And the half twelves after an international break, I never, you know, you never get scintillating football, unfortunately. And 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 it, you know, the fact that it was a Merseyside derby as well, it just felt like one to get through, and and we did. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be one that's going to be easy to remember in a few years' time. You know, you're going to look at it and think, what happened in that game? And, and the answer was not a lot. I thought Bramfrey was excellent for Everton. Um, you know, he's, he, that was one of the, the best centre-half displays I've seen from anyone coming to Anfield in a long time. So they've, they, they look like they've got a, a real player there. And he was, you know, determined to to, to keep Liverpool out and, and maybe would have if, if Michael Keane hadn't flapped his arms about. But I think... Um, yeah, they, it was it was just hard, and it was a bit of a crap game, and we, and we won. And, and there's not loads more to to sort of say about it from a Liverpool point of view. Obviously, they've had quite a lot to say about it from theirs. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, we sort of said in our pod preview actually, and maybe might be some sort of inspiration to take from Everton in terms of just flooding the box, our own box, even hoping for the best. But I don't think that will happen because obviously, just going from our games last season, I mean, uh, there were quite. <laughs> it's just mental to say that our aggregate score last season was three all with Forest and Liverpool. I mean, that in itself is crazy. Scoring two goals for us is crazy, having had such a terrible away record and what was proved to be a massive ding dong of a game last year. I mean, from what did you take from those two games last season? And like, what? How do you think this one is going to go? Do you think it'll be a similar sort of pattern, or do you think there might be slightly different this time around? I thought you guys were great at Anfield. I was, I was really impressed. I, th- I think that the. I wouldn't look too much into the the game at the city ground because I think, um, you know, we were sort of just struggling at that point, and that was that was a, a one of many sort of poor away performances. And so, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking about that game too much going into this, especially because we're at home. But also, I feel like we've moved on, thankfully, from from that Liverpool team. Um, yeah, sort of very thankfully, but but the Anfield game, I think. We, you know, should be on the players' minds because we went two 0 up in that game and we're looking good and, and relatively comfortable. And then, and then you guys came back into it. And I watched your game against Arsenal first weekend, and and when I saw that, I thought, oh yeah, they could still do that. Then <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a similar sort of performance, really, for me. It was like hang in the game when you need to because you're playing against a good team. But then when you've got opportunities to to, to break and and I think. Then, then, then hit them and have the confidence to do it, and I think that's to be admired, really, because I think having the having the confidence to, to, you know, to to know when the, when the, the the home team is 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 looking a bit tired or leggy or wobbly, and think, right, we're going to try and hit them now with everything that we've got. I think not every team would do, um, and so I I I really I really enjoyed Forest at Anfield, and you can say that because we went on to win the game. I don't think I necessarily enjoyed it if we hadn't, but I thought I came out thinking, "Oh, what a good team!" and and what a kind of refreshing approach. Uh, we liked the manager because he was he was one of our boys for a while, and 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 so uh, and everyone really liked him, and, and 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 still speaks highly of him whenever we sort of speak to people in the academy and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I think I mean I talked before about enjoying it, and I think. You know we can't all you know win titles and and even Liverpool haven't won loads over the over the last sort of you know thirty years. You know it's just a one sort of Premier League, but we can all enjoy our football. And I went away and thinking, well, well, I'm, I'm sure Forest fans, you know, are enjoying this more often than not. And so, yeah, I think I think that home game is, is something that I actually hope is in the minds a little bit because I think if we 
Liverpool are a great team when we when we we've got our intensity, we've got our focus, and, and we play. We're not great when we sort of drop. We haven't got that thing where a team like Man City have got where they could just sort of play at seventy or eighty percent and keep the ball, and, and nothing happens, and then they win two 0 I think we we sort of we need to be on it to look good, and and we've you know we've not really got a six or seven out of ten in us. We've either got an eight or nine or or five or a four, uh, and sometimes within the same game. And so I think I think what happened last year should be a little bit of a warning to them to that if. Um, if we do drop or if we don't do our work or we, we let a runner go, that, that you guys have got the, the players on the counter, including um, our former player we never played for us up front to, to hurt us. That's <laughs> if Tyro's going to be fit, isn't it? Though? So Is that right? He's, 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 he's been injured, but but been rumoured to have been seen back on the grass during international break. So hopefully Cooper's got an ace up his sleeve at least. But that it's funny because uh, that game at Anfield, John, was that a bit of a catalyst for Forrest in terms of actually believing in ourselves. I mean, yeah. scoring two goals away from home and actually giving Liverpool a bit of a run for their money because it was a game of... of crap defending in all honesty I think you score from three set pieces so and that was like something where you kind of kind of for Forest, it's like defend both your boxes in those instances rather than not what normally was happening which was where we was getting just ripped apart by every team away so I think Forest fans will go in not I wouldn't say completely confident but confident in knowing that we can go and hurt teams this season because we've done it away from home a lot better than we have done at home, which is weird to say. I think Christian would have probably agree with me that we've gone to Arsenal and gave him a bit of a a worry. Went to Man United, gave him a worry. Man City, we we rattled them by by getting Rodri sent off. So, and we and we went and beat Chelsea. So it's it's going to be a fascinating game. But where where do you see uh, Liverpool's weaknesses in terms? Of so Forest can maybe really hurt you a little bit. Yeah, I think on the break, I think because, you know, how strong you guys, you know, are in, in at that aspect of the game. And for us, you know, I mentioned before, we haven't really got an out-and-out defensive midfield. And, and sometimes, you know, just that that player who's, who's, who's sort of wise to that, you know, situation and able to sort of snuff something out. Uh, my favourite was was Javier Mascarano, who who's who um, you know we're, we're going back a, a fair way now. Put a couple of young lads on this with me, but like, um, but he was, you know, sometimes you know a, a team will be breaking against us, and you think, oh no, and he just sort of come out of nowhere to scurry across and, and knock it out for the throw in, and, and then get yourself set. We haven't really got that sort of player. Um, there's also, you know, obviously the stuff we did with Trent at the moment, and the fact that. You know, there was always space behind Trent anyway because he was he was he's very sort of forward thinking. But now with him stepping into midfield, if we get hit in transition, you know, there's there's, there's obviously space there as well. And then you you relying on your right side the defender, be that Canate or Matip to sort of cover. And so we are a team that gives opposition a little bit of hope, I think, and a little bit of encouragement just by how we set up and how high we defend and the fact that, like I said before, it isn't quite right yet. So sometimes, you know, we'll have five minutes where we're just, you know, giving the ball away because they're not quite on, on each other's wavelength already. We haven't dominated many games this season. And when you don't do that, I think the best we've played was probably Villa at home. We beat them 3-0. Aside from that, we've had a lot of funny games. Like I say, loads of red cards and, you know, in, in, games like that they sort of end up being a bit hard to, to analyse really because it's it's so kind of match impact thing but 
you know, we've, we, I'd say we've been in every game this season, but also it, with with the, the exception of maybe that Villa one, the opposition have as well. And even, you know, you know, you look at sort of West Ham, we came to Anfield and we won 3-1. You know, a lot of teams are going away thinking, yeah, but if we'd have put that chance away, you know, it, could, it all could have been different and, and things like that. And and, and quite justified. I mean, we all do that as football fans. So if only this one would have gone in, you know, I mean, we, we all kind of do that, but we are giving, I'd say, the opposition supporter base and, and, and teams the the, 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 the opportunities to, to, to have that. And so... Basically, I'm saying Forrest will get a couple of chances and I'll be shocked if you don't and it's just kind of whether you take them or not. But the, the nice thing about our forward line with it being the way it is, is, is that if it, it turns into a straight shootout with the team, we just sort of back ourselves to to score more and, and that's pretty much how it's gone this year. I'm very genuinely intrigued. I think, as you sort of mentioned earlier, Adam sort of touched upon earlier, I think we've actually played better in the games where we've had better teams to play against, which sounds so bizarre, doesn't it? You think like, you know, but I think obviously like it takes a long time and a lot of like coaching and players to sort of get to a point where you sort of transition from a deeper defensive team into one that could dominate. But um, just, just I know obviously that these stats are largely meaningless because like you know, it's different players, different managers, different teams, etc. But Forest haven't won at Anfield since 1966. 19... Yeah, I just had it here. It's gone down there. Uh, I think it's 1967. Wow. So it's um, a very long time since we won at Anfield, which is amazing to think that Brian Clough ever won there. Um, you know, you would, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just generally just looking forward to the game. To I think it's it's not quite a free hit for us because obviously we, had we beaten Luton, it might it might have been seen in a different light. But it's seen as something that we might need to get something. So I do wonder that plays into our sort of thoughts, if you like. But if I could get a prediction from you for Sunday's game, what would you would you reckon it'll be? Yeah, I think we'll win. I think we're, we're six from six. This year, um, as a time of recording, we've got another home game tomorrow, so hopefully be seven from seven. And and they are looking good at home, and that stretches back to a while. It'll actually be a year to the day since we last lost a home game at, um, at Anfield in the Premier League. Um, we've yeah um, lost one or two cup games, I think, in that time. But in terms of the Premier League, it will be a year to the day on Sunday since since we last lost. But that was Leeds United at home, so you know they went they got relegated. So it shows, I guess, it shows anything could happen. But I think you know maybe a year to the day is at home, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something that will uh, come to me. But I just I just feel with our with our strength at home at the moment, we we should have too much. So I'm going to go for three one. But I think it will be a tough game, and like you say, Christian, in terms of you know how you've played well this season, how you've set up. Like, you know, I think we can't necessarily look at the league table and say, oh, Forrest are there, we're here. We'll, we'll sort of turn them over because you guys have performed well. And I remember watching the, your game against Burnley at home and, and I thought you really struggled and uh, watching that. And, and Burnley obviously caused you a lot of problems. And But, but that's the game's going to be completely different. And so you can't say, well, you know, they didn't play very well against Burnley because the game, you know, it is those Arsenal-Chelsea ones that you mentioned before, City, you know, are United, where you where you obviously got robbed, um, are the are the more of the outliers for us. So I think we have to be careful and respectful, but I think hopefully we'll have too much. Yeah, I think we. Sort of, I went for 2-0 Liverpool. And it was 1969 the last time we won at Anfield. But hopefully that isn't an omen about it being a year today. Because <laughs> Leeds are not going down. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, yeah. yeah, you know what exactly. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, 
No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm more that. annoyed it's not a half 12 kickoff because uh, my friend read me a stat out that you've played 13 games, uh, half 12 kickoffs since Klopp's been manager or something. And you only, that was the first time you won one last weekend. So that's like absolute a bewildering stat to hear. So I'm a bit disappointed that's not happened. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully two o'clock Sunday's a little bit nicer for all of us. Definitely. Yeah, a bit, well. bit, bit of a bit of a layoff after the Toulouse and Liverpool victory tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you so much for your time, John. I really do appreciate you coming on. Pleasure. And yeah. Um, are you going to the game at all? Or yeah, yeah, I've got season tickets. So yeah, I'll be there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I hope it's a good game to watch. I mean, hope it's like last year, it'd be a good game to watch regardless. But um, just in case some of our followers even want a bit of a shout out to see how you're doing. So you, what your Twitter handles, if you could share them. Yeah, we've got a um, yeah. Well, the, the the company is the Anfield Wrap. Uh, that's Wrap with a W. Uh, we put a, a free Premier League show out every Friday. If people want to look out for that, called the Friday Show, uh, which is available, you know, whenever you get your podcast. I think that's what they say. So, you know, we do a a Liverpool specific show on a Monday. Although, obviously, next Monday we'll be looking back to this game. If anyone's interested in the Liverpool perspective, but on Friday we'll be looking, and every Friday we look at the the whole Premier League with different fans, uh, sort of on as well. Maybe one of you guys uh, in the future. You can, if you if you talk about my midfield performance, you can come on every week. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, we're really we're really part of that show. So if people want to listen to that on Friday to, uh, and in, in the future, the, the more the welcome. And I am uh, John Gibbons blog. Nice one. Cheers, Sean. Much appreciated. And uh, I, I say good luck for the game, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it's doggy dog in this league. We, but, we, yeah. need a, we, need, we need a strong referee to send off Ibrahim Kanate <laughs> when he commits two yellow card offences, okay? I don't right. think he's going to tackle anyone for the fortnight him after last week. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, he wanted to wrestle Tyro won you last season, let's hope for more of that. <laughs> but no, uh, massive thank you again, John. Um, enjoy the game and get calm on your reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 